Blog Talk Radio. T Productions running the ropes. This is Coach Crix's. Oh man. Hello? Guess we ain't got no story. Hello? Yep, yep. Sorry. Yes. Yo, and if, you, if you're unaware of who I am, this is your boy Poetry, the CEO of Two Sides of the Story Productions. Uh. So can we can we jump in to the ending of SmackDown? Like I really <laughs> want to jump into that ending. Uh, yeah, just just off break because I mean I, I honestly after these last three days I really don't know where to start, but. All right, that's fresh right now. Yeah, we what just happened? So for anybody that wasn't watching SmackDown, one, what the hell are you doing? And two, what the hell are you doing? And three, <laughs> Bray retained in the three-way title match between him, Cena, and AJ. It was a great match. They all did great. Um, it was an interesting start to the match. Because the way the match started, 
I just knew Bray was going to lose. I knew it. I don't know if I don't know if you share that sentiment with me, but I definitely knew just the way it started. Oh yeah, they're about to fuck Bray. <laughs> the whole match, I was really like, I was really staring at the clock. Like even with that last sister Abigail hit on John Cena, I was still looking at the time. I was like, if he pins him, something's gonna happen. And I was like, or he's not gonna pin him. <laughs> like it was, it was too, mu- it was too, in- too much. It was, it was not too much in a bad way. And the fact that he did it clean, clean win over Cena, two matches in a row. Yeah, that, that never happened. If you go through the history of people that have faced Cena, people have beaten the Queen, especially heels, faces, but heels, it's almost unheard of. That's this. This is that. That says that says a lot how they feel about Bray right now, or. Is Cena finally taking a backseat role, and he just got that 16th title to get that 16th title? Like, I I thought about that as I'm watching this right now. I was like, all right, so is Cena starting to take more of a, you know, easing off approach? Like, now that he's tied, like, now is that, like, is, does that mean something? Like, there's a lot, like, going through my head right now. Like, as I look through the original plans and, all these past couple of days, it's like everything is just in shambles. Like you said, like we had to start with that. Now, what's the deal with Orton and not facing? And that's that, that's that's something we got to discuss. This is just too much. <laughs> I don't know if my brain can process all that's going on right now. So. Um, yeah, so moving forward, um, let's see. So yeah, now now that we have that out the way, let's get uh started. We're gonna start with fast lane and then move forward and try to see how we led to the events that happened tonight. Fast lane, uh first off, but um if you'd like to join in, uh or if you have any questions or comments, call in at three four seven two one five eight five five eight. We love to hear your opinions on uh on the subjects, everything going on. You can check us out at tsotsproductions.com. Um, all right, let's so fast lane. Fast lane was one of the best WWE pay per views from top to bottom in a very long time. I'm not gonna say very long time, but it it. Everything with that pay-per-view, there were no dry spots at all. Even the match with Nikki Bella and Natty that a lot of people weren't looking forward to was not bad at all, not to mention it ended in a count-out. So from from a pay-per-view standpoint, um, with Kurt Hawkins, Mojo Rowley, those are two people you really, you know, people hear that and they're like, eh. You know, they did put on a super-duper great match, but it was enough to keep you going and excited. Um, throughout this pay-per-view, there was a huge noticeable problem we have to discuss. Um, the SmackDown Tag Team Division. Um, do, do you... 
<laughs> I had like you know I, I could talk about Mojo and Skip Boy, but th- when I got to that match, I had to stop and ask for your opinion on this one. Why if while you're on here? Um, the SmackDown division is like a nice lump of clay that has the potential to be something, but nobody is is molding it the way it needs to be molded. That's the best way I can describe it. They're a loaded roster. I mean, the Ascension, you know, if you get past the way they were built initially when they came in, is a good team. If you, you know, Heat and Rhino are that, are that you know, odd couple team, but, you know, they both can go. You have AA that are that, you, you want somebody that's going to give you a five-star match, they're going to give you that. The Usos, they're high flyers. They're going to give you those spots. You know, um, the Vaude Villains, eh, I've never been a big <laughs> Vaude Villain fan. I'm going to be just be honest with you. But it, it's because their gimmick, to me, is bland. It's, it's real bland. And I think well, it's I'm, bland on purpose, though. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah like I said, it's, they're, like, even from their entrance, they have the – you know, nineteen twenties Western style filter entrance, like is like they're like you said, their their gimmick is blended and makes them look, you know, like there's nothing there. Like you while you watch a Vaude villains like even with the um Los Matadors, you they them guys can actually do they're not great, they don't have a cool gimmick, but they can at least do something. But you watch the Vaude villains and it's like uh, yeah, like you said. So, and I'm watching that match, and I'm like, like you said, they, these are actual. SmackDown has actual tag teams. Like they have one put together team, but other than that, everyone else are tag teams. And you still wonder, like, what is there? Like, no zero really storylines with their gimmick. I mean, with their with their superstars. Like, it's just. Something you know that's missing, but it's already there, and I try to figure out what in the world they can do about that. But um, yeah, so I, I had to, I had to get your opinion as far as that one. Um, sorry, moving forward. Uh, yeah, so um, we get to the women's match. Naomi is finally a champion after. Being a funkodactyl after a few with Cameron when she tried to pin her on her stomach, which made both of them look terrible, even though that was Naomi's fault. Uh, after going through injuries and team bad and who knows what, after all of that, Naomi is finally a champion. That was clearly probably, that was one of the biggest pops for a championship match in a very long time, especially even for the women's division period. And a lot of them get a lot of good reactions. But Naomi's, you know, you can tell that meant a lot to other fans. Um, You know, on Twitter there were other divas, I mean, sorry, didn't mean to use that word, other former WWE superstars and women from other companies congratulating us. So that lets you know a lot of people, they've seen the work that she puts in. So, um, you know, that's congratulations to Naomi. She definitely deserved that from, yeah, for years. Um, 
also in there while we're while we're on the women, Mickey James and Becky Lynch. This match was good. It was it wasn't all that um but it it was it was it was good. I don't know what else they plan on doing with Mickey James and I don't know what they plan on doing, you know, with Becky Lynch afterwards after this. Um so we have we have to see where that's gonna go. I'm not sure, you know, what they have in store for Becky Lynch. Um so, you know, uh one thing I forgot to I forgot to go over is we gotta talk about Hill Ziggler. Hill Ziggler is not Hill Ziggler when the fans are chanting thank you Ziggler after he beats two people with the chair. He's a heel, but uh, I think more people are just excited that they're doing something with Dolph Ziggler where he is a focus, heel or face. I don't think people care. They just want them. To, they just want the company to do something with Dolph Ziggler. Um, from the beginning, when he threw Kalisto into the LED lights and the LED lights went out, that was, you know, that added to the effect of how hard he actually threw him. Uh, he thought he had the match with Apollo Cruz. He thought it was going to be one on one. Kalisto came down, and um, eventually uh, they beat Dolph Ziggler. And after the match, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the way they toss Kalisto around, it, it's it's terrible. I would hate to see him get a Brock Lesnar suplex or a Goldberg spear. It's just, yeah. That just ah man yeah I, I would not want to be able when Dolph flips his legs is I don't know if it's how Kalisto sell, sold it or if it was you know the move and you know I just don't know what it was but it looked pretty brutal leaving him alone with another steel chair in Apollo Cruz and then the chant when the fans chant thank you Ziggler I I. I, I I, like I said, I'm like everyone else. I'm happy they're doing something with Dolph Ziggler, but when they chant "Thank you, Ziggler," I was I felt bad for Kalisto and um, I felt bad for Kalisto and Apollo Cruz. Like they're in the middle of the ring after being beat with a chair, they're the faces of the of this situation, and they're getting the chance. So this that was. Yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. Um, sorry. Golly. I had to get my notes in order after all that mess. So uh sorry. I had some things out of order. Alright, so yeah. Um, elimination chamber. So, what's up? We got to discuss Dean Ambrose. Um, that was the one moment, the one you know. I was like, yeah, it was a good pay per view, but I want to see Ambrose defending that title. Um, I don't know what they plan on doing with him with that. I don't know if they just wanted to get it off of Miz, but. Him, yes, him being in the chamber, but no one really believed 
he was actually going to win that that elimination chamber match. Not I don't think anyone cared actually that Dean was in the elimination chamber match. I think more people cared about Miz, Baron Corbin, John they like Dean was pretty much an afterthought in that match and I'd like it it just it didn't matter. It didn't matter that he was in there. So we have uh I mean the best at least to me, the best thing about Dean being in that match is when he got beat down by Corbin. Because to me, I'm not a big Dean fan. I personally think he's a title killer. And I would love for Corbin to get a chance to hold that title. And hopefully that's what it's leading to. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe um, we'll get Dean and Corbin at WrestleMania. And Corbin is actually... Uh, I mean, he's not. I realize he's not a promo guy, but in the ring, he's actually wearing off on me. Like I'm realizing the type of worker he's gonna be and what he is, and it fits him. Um, I guess he's supposed to be Smack Smackdowns, you know, bully, like Smackdowns Braun Strowman. Um, that's what I look at Baron Corbin as, and I, I think it, a lot of people wouldn't mind if he took that title off of Dean Ambrose. Um so yeah that was that was that was huge. Um with the Miz <laughs> The Miz sat in his pile for possibly another two minutes longer than he should have. Waited for Baron Corbin to stop it was probably longer than two minutes now think about it. Uh, Baron Corbin didn't take it easy on on uh, Dean Ambrose after you know the elimination. So you it know that was easily about five minutes. It was yeah, and 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 then the rest had to stop him for like another minute, maybe two. And Miz did not leave that pot <laughs> until Baron Corbin finished beating him down and got in there for a pin. <laughs> At one point, it almost looked like Miz could have won that match. <laughs> but then reality set in, and one AA put him down. I, well, for Miz, one AA, Miz is a one attitude adjustment guy. I guess you can't really be mad at that. They made the Miz look good in that match. Um, and leaving uh, the triple threat between AJ. John Cena and Baron, uh and Bray Wyatt. That was a lot. That was a lot pretty much it wasn't as good as tonight's match. Um that's you know, of course it wasn't a full match. You had the Elimination Chamber Chamber part to it which wasn't which we'll get into, sorry. We have to address that part. But um that triple threat part was was, was good. It was once once Cena was out of it and we knew it was going to be a new champion, it was every moment like was, you know, I think every moment a lot of people went into Bray Wyatt's corner after Cena lost. Um, I think a lot of people that were rooting for Cena to win, you know, once it came down to them to, you know, it's like, yeah, well, AJ's been champion. He just lost the title and he had a good reign or run. Um, he had a good reign over on however you want to call it. And 
you know. So Brady, it was a it was a big moment for him. Um, first, I ha- I have to I'm, I wanted I saved this for last because it was my favorite match of the night. Um, Randy Orton and Luke Harper. This is the most that they've done with Luke Harper. Even though when he was Intercontinental Champion, it was a lot going on in like what they're doing with him and putting him in that spot with Randy Orton and how he's you know putting on those good matches. It pretty much shows, you know, he's showcasing a lot of what he's been doing for a very long time. Um. I'm, you know, that match, I believe, you know, was, it was my personal favorite match of the night. Um, you know, move, you know, that right there, you know, one thing that, you know, that hurt the Elimination Chamber was the padded floors. The new chamber, you know, structure wasn't a huge major difference. It was, you know... A little bit more square as opposed to oval, and um, the dome was open. I believe was I'm not sure it was open at the last one that they had, but uh, and it was also on top of the pods. It was higher. I guess they learned when RVD tried to do a frog splash, and that didn't quite work out. Um, so the pods were actually, you know, um, the distance between the top of the pods were higher than normal, so the wrestlers are actually, you know, Dean Ambrose did an elbow drop, you know, a couple guys did other moves off of the uh, top of the pod, so it added a little cool aspects. It wasn't really guys that could deliver, like, super crazy moves, you know, aside from AJ Styles, you know, off of, you know, top of a pod. Um, so, you know, but the padded floors, it was, it's a lot more safe. You, It was, man... I guess it was more it was like the pad on the outside of the ring, um, as opposed to the steel that they used to have. Um I like there um when Edge was talking he was talking about how it hurt Umaga's foot when he used to walk on that thing and I think like they say, you think about him and how big he is and all that weight just pressing on that steel and it it it, it was definitely a lot more safe than the Previous uh, elimination chambers, but overall it was a good match. Um, I gave the pay per view nine stars. I don't know who else they could have put in the elimination chamber aside from Miz. I mean, uh, excuse me, aside from Ambrose to you know, and who they could have put Andrew Ambrose in a feud with for the Intercontinental title. But through that, they set up him and Baron Corbin. Um, so that told a story. Moving forward, so um, so now we're going to get to Raw. Once again, you, I don't know, man. What? what I right, I'll start with Bailey. I'll I'll start with Bailey because we'll we'll get into Bailey and Charlotte and the pay per view streak and all that before we get to the real. Not all right. I can't do it. I can't do that. I got to go with the Kevin Owens. Can't save it. The friendship is over. The uh, friendship festival in Las Vegas turned out to be a complete disaster. It had some real Billy and Chuck esque moments to it. 
Man, this is just. I'll this. Let me. We'll have a moment of silence first for the Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho friendship before we move forward. All right, that was necessary. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this. He gave up Chris Jericho right before the Goldberg, the Friendship Festival. Chris Jericho has some crazy picture paintings with him and Kevin Owens touching each other's fingers. It was real ancient Roman, you know, Michelangelo, Van Gogh type art. It was it was weird. Like and then Kevin Owens finally just gave him well first Chris Jericho gave him not Goldberg, but he gave him Gilbert. Gilbert came back. That was <laughs> I had a feeling when the music played forever but I really didn't know if they would pull the trigger on bringing back Gilbert and Kevin Owens wasn't too happy about this whole friendship festival, but he still gave Chris Jericho a gift. He gave him a new clipboard with a new list, and on the back of it said the list of KO. And Jericho looks at it and says, well, why is my name on it? And then that's it. Friendship died. <sighs> Only thing that I got out of this is he they're going to screw Brock Lesnar somehow. I mean, Goldberg somehow to win a Kevin Owens title. I don't know if Jericho's going to do something to get involved with that. I don't know how they can do that. I don't know what they're going to I know they're clearly setting up for WrestleMania, but that'll let you wonder how this Brock Lesnar match is going to end now that Jericho is out of the equation. Um, you know, do the odds go in Brock Lesnar's favor? I mean, excuse me, Goldberg's favor? After, you know, how he's been looking these past couple of pay-per-views, him and Kevin Owens with no Chris Jericho, you got to wonder how that match is going to go. I really hope it's not another two-minute spear Jack Cameron match. Yes, Goldberg is being built to be what he once was back in the late 90s in his WCW days. But I just hope Kevin Owens gets a little bit more out of that match going forward. But, um, you know, enough about that. Um, What is going on with uh, our boys, uh, Sami Zayn and Rusev? Uh, This this feud, which uh, really wasn't much, but it led to... Samoa Joe's first feud, which looks like it's going to be Sami Zayn. That, I would love to see somehow if that could get dragged out to a WrestleMania stage. Um, you know, it seems like that's going to be their you know, match for the next pay-per-view. After Sami Zayn beat Rusev, um, he replied to Samoa Joe's comments <laughs> where he said Sami Zayn is just happy to be there. That was actually that was actually pretty funny. I like Sami Zayn, but that that was pretty damn funny. So, um, you know, which led to Samoa Joe attacking Sami Zayn, putting up Kiko in the clutch, and making him pass out. And so 
that's that's setting up his next few. Um, the new day. I guess they're just picking on jobbers. Uh, I forgot who said that. Someone just you know it. You know I was wondering what was going on, and then you know you ever notice something? Someone said the right words that you were thinking, and new day just picking on jobbers, and now it's them and Bo Dallas. <sighs> It's like at this point you kind of want them to somehow break up. At first you wonder how it's going to happen, but now you wonder like which one's going to do it, and it's just yeah. I I, I there's nothing about the new damn Bo Dallas that I want to see. Um, one of the strangest moments of the night, Emelina premiere debut. It's not debut because she wasn't in the ring. And cut some crazy promo where it made absolutely no sense. And it really made you wonder what was the whole point of the vignettes. And you were wondering what her character was going to be before. And now you're looking like, what? what was, this is what we waited all this time for. Not only that, she's still not in the ring. And. She has some Mariah Carey looking gown. I like I'm really lost on the whole Emelina situation. Uh, Braun Strowman. This guy is the way they are the way they're building Braun Strowman. I uh, it's 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 good. It, you realize he's not like again. You realize he's not going to be a promo guy. He's just a big bully. But the way they have him bullying people and how he's doing it, he you like look at him and like you realize he's big. But then you see what he does to other big guys, and you're like, this is yeah. The way they're building Braun Strowman to be the next big time guy, it's like. He he'll be unstoppable for a while, um, you know. I want to see how he progresses over time. He's doing way better solo than he did when he was with the Wyatt uh, family. He's actually probably the only Wyatt family member that's been successful after the Wyatt family. So, congrats to him. Um, by the way, where's Luke Harper? I mean, uh, Eric Rowan. Sorry. Yeah, he's still at my end. Um, the cruiserweight division. All right, uh, Jack Gallagher. Once again, is clearly, I feel is clearly the top favorite cruiserweight in that division. Um, from and he he's been my favorite since his first match in the cruiserweight classic, and I'm really really happy that people finally you know, well he he's getting a chance. And he's taking it and run with, running with it more than any other cruiserweights. He has way more charisma than any other cruiserweights. Um, and talent-wise, you know, he's very technical, but he adds that fun aspect. Um, he's what the villain should be somehow. You know, like he comes in after a couple months and does their gimmick better than them. I don't know how that works. Um Maybe it's the English action, but yeah, it just Jack Gallagher is at the top, and he'll have that title 
in no time. I I can see him having that title at the next pay per view. Um, and he will probably, I predict, that Jack Callagher will be the first cruiserweight to have a meaningful run. He will be the one cruiserweight that's going to make that belt mean like a cruiserweight title. I feel. Um, they gave Akira Tozawa some shine, and his scream is catching on. He does his random rah, rah, scream, and the fans are going along with it. Um, so, you know, he may be another one that somehow can somehow shine. I, I, uh, which uh, Was it Brian Kendrick or Austin Aries who said they were his coach? Um that was just, you know, those, those two up there doing better at commentary doing the cruiserweight parts than the guys up there on the mic. It's, I guess it seems like, I guess it's because they know them or, you know, Brian Kendrick's situation, he has problems because he actually has to wrestle them. And um, I wonder when Austin Aries is going to make his, I guess he's going to be in the cruiserweight division when he comes up. Um, and they'll probably give him the Neville treatment where he will be, he he will he will be a top you know guy in the cruiserweight for the simple fact he already has a name so you gotta wonder where Austin Aries is gonna go so um, so we're gonna, we're gonna move forward for uh, also congratulations to Teddy Long um, Teddy Long is now the next inductee in the WWE Hall of Fame um, Mr. Mac Militant seventeen button suit. Holla at your player. Holla, holla. You're now in the match with the Undertaker, Mr. Six-Man Tag Match, Teddy Long. Um, before Teddy Long came to the WWE, he was a manager uh, for WCW. He was also a referee. You've probably seen him in quite a few matches. I didn't realize until later. Um, but once he got the SmackDown, that I think that SmackDown time is... You know, yes, he was a good manager, and you know he did do some backstage things for you know um, other companies while he was refereeing, and you know, but that SmackDown run is what's getting him in that Hall of Fame. So, um, congratulations to Teddy Long. So, WWE is not doing too bad for Black History Month. We got Naomi, we got Sasha. I mean, uh, excuse me, we got Naomi winning the um, women's title. We got Teddy Long in the Hall of Fame. No, not doing too bad. Um, so yeah, moving on. SmackDown. Oh man, SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. We talked about the ending with SmackDown. Ah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really lost on this whole main event for WrestleMania. It's just, yeah, it, it's. Somehow I know there's going to be a main event, but you got to wonder how it's going to come apart. We went over to Bray Wyatt, um, Randy Orton, um, the Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, as you said, that you know continued over, which clearly set up for their pay-per-view match. Um, hopefully Baron Corbin gets that title. So we went over that as far as the Elimination Chamber, which pretty much spoiled over. Um Natalia and Nikki Bella. Oh man, this is this is they're both are just just beating each other up everywhere and 
it's it's not making them either one of them look bad. You know, promo wise, yeah, they're not the greatest, but from how they actually had a match which ended in a brawl, which with the whole spoil with Maurice thing, you kind of wonder how she's going to tie into it. To everything continuing over today is just, yeah, yeah. Um, then we get the Dean. Then we get the Dolph Ziggler promo, and pretty much he's just a man on on a mission. And like I said, it's not bad right now. Um, WWE is. I'm not gonna say short on heels. It's just all the heels are just too cool to hate. Like I said, like it's really not too many. Like I think Baron Corbin is a true heel. Miz is a true heel. Like everyone, <laughs> some people love the Miz, but it's like the reason why you love the Miz is why you hate him. I think that's how it is with a lot of people with him. But Miz is a is a true heel. But the Dolph, it, it's working for him right now. Um, you know, he was heel before, but. Now that he's a little bit more experienced, he's been around a little longer. He does have Vicky Guerrero screaming by him. It just it you know right now Dolph Ziggler, him in a few with a lot of people would work. So you know now he you know you just gotta wonder how that's gonna go moving forward. Hopefully he can somehow get in that world title picture somewhere down the line. Um, so SmackDown, there was a lot, but more so towards the end with that match, that was, that was, that was the, you know, saving everything with, uh, SmackDown. Like, it wasn't like it was a terrible show, but that main event just overshadowed everything that happened earlier in the pay-per-view. Um, I mean, sorry, excuse me, in the show, even though there was a lot and there was still a lot going on, um, a lot of storylines are still open, a lot of feuds still going on, so you just got to wonder how everything, everything is going to pay, uh, is going to come out. Um, now, it's around that time, as it gets closer to Mania season and after Mania season, NXT call-ups. You have to wonder who's going to be on the next season of call-ups. Um, I, um, I'm hoping the revival will get up there um, with SmackDown. I think the revival needs to go to SmackDown once they do get up there. Um, we already seen the Ty Dillinger premiere. You've got to wonder where he's going to go. Um, you have to hope he doesn't get Tyler Breeze where – they're good single stars, but they never won the title, so it's hard for them to get over when they move up. Um, even some guys that have won the NXT title, once they got their call up, it was still hard for them to get over. Uh, you know, Neville, he was good, um, but it kind of took a while. He came back as a heel in two minutes. He was more hot than he was in two years. Uh, Kevin Owens, you know, he's a whole other story. Um, Sami Zayn, you know, 
So, and those guys have won the title. And that's why I say Tyler Breeze because Tyler Breeze has never won the title. Once he moved up, it was hard for him to get over. There really wasn't a lot for him to do. Um, but Tyler Breeze and the 10 thing, that's going to go, you know, that's going to be his moneymaker. And, I mean, it's just it's something so simple, but it gets people going. And it makes everything, you know, you know, it makes his gimmick work for him a lot more. You know, it makes him seem like he's better than he really is, even though he is good. I would give him that. Um, they want to downplay Todd Dillinger. But the 10 thing is what is getting him over is what I'm saying. Um, then you have to think about the Revival. Once again, I already mentioned them. SmackDown could definitely use them. The authors of pain are just running. Uh, they're going to run that NAC division. I don't see how there's going to be a team that's going to really compete with them at this moment. Um, those dudes aren't. They're, they're going to be running that place for a while as, as much as they want to. Um, I still wonder if Paul Ellering is, you know, if they – I don't expect them to get caught up now, but if somehow they were to get caught up, if Paul Ellering would still be with them, um, you know, and you got to wonder if pretty much if he would be a full-time employee um, at that point. But, you know, I don't know how the NXT as opposed to a full-time schedule is. But uh, Authors of Pain and NXT, that leaves Gargano and Chiampa. With this one, I was always wondering if they would be caught up some for some reason, or stay down a little bit longer. You know, I've had mid-season call up where they call a few people up. Um, I think that they won't be on the main roster. They're not necessary unless they throw them in the tag team division, but they're good as a tag team, and you know that that's that's that. Uh, Oscar, Amber Moon, we don't know what's going on with this. If uh, those two, we know Oscar's probably going to get caught up, whether she does a SmackDown or Raw. I personally would love to see Oscar on uh, Raw. Um, I want her to pretty much shut up everybody on Raw because none of them can hang with her. Um,. The thing is, SmackDown, it, SmackDown's women division, it has a lot of talent, but they don't put as much into their storylines. There's one major storyline, and then there's the women title, whoever they're going after. Um, hopefully, Naomi gets it, has a good run. Um, but Oscar on SmackDown, I think that would be – Naomi would be the only one on their roster that we got to keep up. Maybe Natalia, if they show how she can really go in the ring, um, you know, maybe she can keep up with Oscar from a technical standpoint. But, you know, you got technical and Naomi's athletic, and Oscar's just, she's just brutal. Like, when Oscar works, she's a lot more believable than a lot of women. And Smack I mean Raw's women division is so high schoolish. Like it's good, 
they have the top talent, but it's just now uh, it's just oh man. Raw's women division has the talent and it has the storylines, but it just seems so high schoolish the way they pass that title around. Like it's this high school jock dude that has all the girls. They just pass that title around like it's just like it's hard to build that title up the way they're doing it. And you have to wonder once again if they are going to go opposite of what they've been doing and Charlotte winning at the World Rumble. I mean, uh, Charlotte winning on the pay-per-view, her streak of winning the women's title or winning on pay-per-view period. Um, she's currently undefeated, which is pretty amazing. Um, so is Bailey actually going to get a good run? Uh, if she does beat uh, Charlotte at the pay-per-view, does that mean that she's going to go to WrestleMania face, who knows, Nia Jax or Sasha? I'm not sure who people will want to see Bailey at WrestleMania against or or Charlotte, for that matter. Um, so that, that's the women's division. Uh, as as we go forward, um, I want to uh, discuss what I was been trying to put together for some time. Uh, well, not some time, but you know, I thought about it, how it would work, and we all have our crazy booking ideas as wrestling fans, and I uh, and I came up with what it would be like. You know, everyone has their what ifs and all that, and I did a what if somehow WWE did a joint pay-per-view with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, They did the Beast from the East at the New Japan, um, at the, uh, sorry, at the Tokyo Dome, which was, it was successful. They sold out, I believe. Uh, New Japan always sells out, and the way those fans are, it's, it's it's cool that they like actually sit down and enjoy the wrestling match and not try to take it over um like a lot of places do like yeah you want the fans to have fun and you don't want them to be dead but the way the new japan crowd is and how they appreciate everything is it's different than how american fans you know american fans appreciate it so I tried to come up with the five best, I mean, the five best booking for uh, New Japan versus WWE. Um, and I will start with, of course, the um, ones most people would know about before we get into all of the deep New Japan. We'll get into the uh, Bullet Club. I would like to see Adam Cole versus John Cena. Um, we'll get the Bullet Club out the way before we get into uh, the real, you know, the real matches. Um, also, you know, of course, you might want to get a, t- you know, you got to get a tag team in there. So for the tag team, I would see Tonga, uh, Rua, and Loa um, face off against Cesaro and um Cesaro and Sheamus, 
Yeah, they had their whole thing going on, but somehow if they can come together um, and move past that, I try to not pick the the matches where you know, say for instance, it's hard to do this, but and leave AJ Styles all. But AJ Styles has faced off and a lot of against a lot of these people already. But um, moving forward, uh, the Bullet Babe, just this is just an extra I throw in there. Uh, Bullet Babe, which is actually Luke Gale, uh, Gallo's wife versus Charlotte. There was that little moment, um, you know, when Charlotte was with Bullet Club and she threw up the peace sign, and that, that was funny. Um, all right, so now we're going to get to the real, the real new Japan roster. So I've, I added that, you know, the Bullet Babe, Charlotte, that's just to have the women showcased on there, but nothing crazy or major. Um, I will have Bray Wyatt versus Tomohiro Aishio. Um Both of these dudes are big, brawler-type dudes. Um, Bray Wyatt can go with just about anybody, but when you see two big, you know, is I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. Like, there's been a couple YouTube videos out of two silverback gorillas fighting, and it's like I would not want to be in the middle of that That what I can imagine this match being like um, if they somehow were to pull that off. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot why I left it. Uh, Adam Cole and John Cena, that's just one of those top guys from two federations. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like it's hard to have a pay-per-view versus another company without having John Cena on it for the simple fact he's just so big. Like, I'm not even a huge fan of him, but for the simple fact, like, you know, it's just one of those things you want to see. Well, me personally, I want to see Adam Cole and John Cena. So, like, a lot of people are wondering, like, why I would want that. Um, and same with Gorillas of Dynasty and Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, another match where I, I, Cesaro is good, but I, I think a lot of people don't give Sheamus the credit that he is due. Um he's one he's just a big dude that beats people up and I just don't see why like now I've realized like yes, it's a lot different in this era of wrestling with a lot of more superstars and athlete athletes that can just do a lot of different things, but there's nothing wrong with being just a big strong dude that beats people up and with them and Gorilla's Dynasty I think, like, Cesaro, he's just different with, you know, his technique and all that, and he will feel right at home there. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, moving forward, um, I have uh, Seth Rollins versus Tatsuya Nito. Um, if, I, you know, I don't want to stretch it. I know I'm reaching with the New Japan WWE booking, but... And somehow it could be the Seth Rollins that that you know that didn't turn it down before the surgery. Yes, I know he's injured, but once again, this is you know this is my booking. So Seth Rollins is healed. Um, <laughs> so no, but seriously, um, like I mentioned in the last episode that I had, uh, Seth Rollins has definitely turned down his work uh, to where. He he's not 
as much of a standout as he used to be, but somehow that can happen. Him and Tetsuya Nato, uh those can those two can definitely put on a good match. Um also, uh with my main event, I would have Kazuchika Okada and Kevin Owens. Um I know Kevin Owens is wrestling over the world. I am not sure. Um I need to fact check if these two have actually wrestled, but you know, it'd be nice to see them wrestle now that both of them are you know, Okada's clearly the top guy in New Japan and uh Kevin Owens is my possibly my favorite right now. Um, he's clearly in my top three. Um, as far as you know, just ring work, promo. Kevin Owens is a complete package. I don't know how um because there are subtitles, I don't know exactly how proper, you know, New Japan promo should be delivered, but I could I could imagine Kevin Owens saying some pretty fucked up shit in a promo against New Japan, like on a big stage. I can imagine him saying some real heel like hateful things on that New Japan stage. Um, so that there you go. I have it. Um, my actually top six, I guess. Dream New Japan WWE booking. I have Gorillas of Dynasty versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I have John Cena versus Adam Cole. I have the Bullet Babe. Um, I can't forget her name. I know her last name is Gallows. Is it Amber Gallows? I have to check that one. I just knew, always knew it was Bullet Babe. Um, versus Charlotte Flair. Because uh, Charlotte is the top right now anyway. Um, we had a discussion about that. Uh, side note But uh, Tamahiro uh, Hashihi Versus Bray Wyatt Tatsuya Nato Versus Seth Rollins Pre-knee injury uh, Sorry I just had to throw that in there And my main event would be Kazuchika Okada um, Versus Excuse me Kazuchika Okada Versus Kevin Owens so there you have it. Um, you can visit our Facebook page at, uh, excuse me, TSOTS Productions. Um, go to our fan page and like that. Once again, you can also call us. At, uh, sorry, I have I have a lot trying to get all these things together. Um, you can call us next week. You can join us at 347. Sorry, I have to get. Uh, sorry. Water. There we go. You can call us at three four seven two one five eight five five eight. Once again, two sides of the story production. This is No Holds Bar running the ropes. Coach Crixus signing out. Um, I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>